Before we start the show, I just wanted to reach out and say that if you are loving listening to The Truth Prescription as much as we are loving making it, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, to name a few. And come check us out at www.thetruthprescription.com to get more insights and info, because the truth will set you free if you let it. That whole phrase, ignorance is bliss, that was made up by a stupid person. Education is bliss, right? You walk through the garden and you're a gardener, there's so much more information at your fingertips and so much more to excite you than when you don't know a thing. So when we're talking about educating ourselves for, for food, it's not supposed to burden you. It's literally supposed to open up the doors, right? Gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are, welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sekou Gathers, and each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears, and let's get into this. Come on. Good people, welcome back. Uh, Today I have two, call them oldies but goodies, guests that I've interviewed in the past, but I sort of brought them together to discuss everyone's favorite topic, or not everyone's favorite topic, (laughs) weight loss. Mr. Duke Garone and Dr. David Gruner, they both bring their unique perspectives to this conversation and we get into the truth about weight loss. Duke, as you know, I interviewed him uh, probably about three years ago, is a celebrity fitness trainer. Dr. Gruner is a surgeon who I interviewed maybe about two years ago. He's a surgeon. He deals primarily with uh, athletes with cardiac abnormalities. He also dabbles in some uh, cosmetic uh, surgical treatments. Both these guys are very dynamic. They're very passionate about this topic. So we jump around a lot. But uh, the main truths that we extracted in this episode is number one, weight loss is primarily about diet. Secondly, regular exercise can maintain your weight, but more extremes of exercise, meaning harder types of workouts can assist with weight loss. But weight loss is primarily about diet. Uh, Number three, find a diet that you like. Uh, It doesn't have to be painful. Lastly, it's really good to sort of trick your body with different type of workout routines and also things like intermittent fasting, because it basically you train your body to be in a constant fat burning state. Uh, So those are some of the main points that we get into. Hope you enjoy the episode. Sit back, relax, and let's go. David Gruner, um, I guess I can call you the CEO or or owner, entrepreneur of NYC Surgical Associates. You do some cosmetic stuff, you do some complex abdominal stuff, and you do other things that you can talk about. My my main basis is is congenital cardiac disorders and and athletes. And athletes. I deal with hernias and stuff like that because it's an athletic injury for the most part. Right. Right. So my average patient is 30 years old and probably like 25% of them are pro athletes. And 44, because I got I got two hernias right now. I found that out when I got the MRI for my hip. Man, like Serge that. Ibaka is my boy, like you know, Ronda Albert and all of them. Yeah. Like okay. and, uh, you know, they're they're athletes need to be treated differently. Like you can't treat them like a regular hernia repair, like with these right. stiff measures because their body, you know, they're lean, they feel everything. 
you have to adjust it. And I, I believe I had this problem with like central venous return, like the blood getting back to my heart. And the doctor told me to stop running. I was like, bro, I'm going to punch you. You know, <laughs> fucking leg. So the truth came out. That's how you saw your bicep. You punched the doctor. Like that. That's what it right, was. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Crazy. So yeah, and Duke, Duke is a, I call him a celebrity trainer because he trains oh, come on now. He's a good friend of mine, as is David. And um, they both have great information. So Duke, why don't you talk a little bit about what you tell your clients about weight loss? My company is Real Fitness NYC, and we have a simple approach to weight loss and fitness in general. As Dr. David said, it's exercise, rest, nutrition. That's what, I, that's what we focus on. You can't, have, you can't have any piece of that equation removed and then consider it fitness. Like he was saying about the French who don't work out, they're slim, they're trim, but I guarantee you not, they're not necessarily fit. They definitely wouldn't go on a 50K bike ride with Doc over here. <laughs> you know? That's not going to cut it. But in terms of like fitness, how you better yourself, how do you get to the goal that you're trying to achieve? If, you're, if your goal is weight loss, like the doctor said, there's no way you can out-train your eating habits. It's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? You take the Olympic level athletes, for example, you take a Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps is eating like a 10,000 calorie diet a day. And he's got a six pack. He's not working in a caloric deficit. He's constantly trying to eat more than what he's putting in because he, because he is burning it. You know what I mean? He's working out. But that's not a thing. None of us have that time. None of us in the real world are Olymp well, minus the Olympic level athletes. We're not doing that, right? So how are you going to sit there and try to eat 5,000 calories in a day? And I'm talking about your Big Macs. Your, you know, a Big Mac and meal from McDonald's is going to be your, literally your 2,000 calories right there, if not more. So now you're telling me your, your hour in the gym, your 20 minutes of cardio, you know what I mean? That was probably steady state, not, not sprints, not this, not that. You're telling me that just defeated, like you were saying, the cheesecake? No, it didn't. I guarantee you it did. <laughs> I guarantee you it did. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's about putting in the correct things, you know, for what our body needs. You know what I mean? I think I think you and me could could come up with some really good info, man, because from what you're saying, like, you're right for a lot of it. I, I could give you the physiology behind it, and I okay. think that'll help you a lot. I'm really involved with a lot of trainers in the city. I'm really involved with training top-level athletes. Like, there's some boxing coaches, for instance, man. They're technique wizards, right? But when they tell their fighters to drop weight, they're telling them to drop weight the wrong way. They're weak, and they're freaking right. losing. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Yes. So, yep. like, yes. branched-chain aminos, how they affect you. MCTs, how they affect you. Your body's like a dumb robot, you know? You, you got to keep fooling it. You got to yeah. keep mixing it up. I have a cheat day at least once a week where I just eat like three cheesecakes, Big Macs, everything. Okay. And I've never been leaner than when I do that. Right. So if right. you eat clean all the time, your body just becomes a Honda Prius. Or Toyota yeah. Prius. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you gotta keep fooling it. Nice and light and sufficient. Yep. Back, back in um, June, one of the reasons I want to do this show is because I've had two separate weight loss experiences over the last year. The first one, yeah. I did a 21 day juice fast, right? right. And I took off. Man, yeah. don't do that shit, bro. Well, I know. Wait, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no, getting no, to no, it. I'm getting to it. This is another thing I tell my patients. I go, look, I'm going to get to why it didn't work. What did I say, though? What did I say, though? You were like, you got to know. You were basically like, dude, you got to pick one that you like to eat. So I like paleo. I like yeah. it. If you like fucking salad, stick to salad. Yeah. Right. But you ain't so nobody I, like juice. <laughs> but what happened? Listen, what happened was I lost the weight, but I also yeah, looked like I was uh, a refugee. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was yeah, like, yeah. you know, not only I was I, a refugee too, man. I lived in Brooklyn. <laughs> right. 
But then after that, about maybe four or five months later, I had put some weight back on. I did a different diet. They call it the HCG diet, where I basically ate basically. No, but, but but see, those are two different things. Your one is your your caloric intake. One is your your hormones, which modify your response to your hormonal intake. Correct. That's Correct. not healthy either. It was, I, I'm not saying it's it's the greatest, but what I'm saying is the difference between the two was the second one. I lost an equal amount of weight, but I kept all my muscle, and so. Yeah. That's because HCG stimulates testosterone. Correct. So to the point that you all are making, which is really what I wanted to get across here, is that, you know, weight loss is about diet. You can work out to to, to your ball star move. You can also modulate your hormones with your type of workout. Right. So have you ever looked at, like, cyclists are always way more ripped than marathon runners. You know why? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Because it's interval training. Interval training, max heart rate rest. Max heart rate rest. Yep. stimulates testosterone and growth hormone. Like low-intensity cardio dumps your testosterone and it raises your estrogen. Right. So, so sugar de- sugar causes insulin spikes, which decrease growth hormone and insulin. So sugar is the enemy, man. You want to eat low glycemic index foods. You want to do really hardcore max interval training. And you want to, you want to eat low, low glycemic index foods. That's the key. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Duke, I know you always recommend, I don't, we usually don't listen to you, but I know you recommend those like fuel meals or it's different, different meals you recommend. That we I like that eat clean bro, because hey, yeah. I like the philosophy behind the guy. He started yeah. like I did. I usually recommend, you know, I don't have a particular one that I recommend. What I do is I tell my clients, listen, purchase a, the, the minimum order of fuel meals, purchase the middle minimum order of eat clean uh, what's the Eat Clean Bro, right? Clean bro, there was yeah. one kettle, kettlebell kitchen was another one. I was like, do that so you get an idea of portion size. So you understand the difference between like, oh, I'm going to eat for this. And then you make your own meal and then you stuff everything you can into a Tupperware bin and you walk around with it all day. You don't have any idea as to the size and the amount of That's food a good you point. eating. So it, it gives you that time. And then just save the Tupperware. Item, man. You fucking fill it up. It's going to keep fucking getting bigger. It keeps getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm Purchase. looking for the adolescent one. Freaking, you know, you get that small meal. It's going to suck for a couple of weeks, but your right. stomach shrinks for a couple of weeks. And then when you try to eat a big meal, you exactly. throw up. Right. So we just finished Ramadan is at just that point, right? We're fasting, you know, throughout the day. And then we're eating at night. And, you know, we're supposed to break fast at, at least then. It was like 8.15. And you're just having this in your mind, like, oh, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to eat that. And my wife puts like some, literally some cooked spinach and some pasta in front of me and I'm full. I can't even eat no more. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> this is, this, this, I got nothing. You know what I mean? Because your stomach just, it just goes down. You try to force that food in, you're just going to feel like, ah, oh, I'm like, you're stuck. You know what I mean? But to your point about, you know, the Americans, this is literally what they do. They stuff themselves. They push it down. And they, then they fill the cracks in with soda or whatever they want, whatever drink that they're drinking. Um, and call it a day, not to mention the alcohol intake. You know what I mean? So the alcohol intake there, you got your caloric intake from the al- from whatever alcohol you're drinking, not to mention the fact that it slows down your metabolism. So we're telling you do, do high intensity cardio interval training would tell you to do your, your, your sprints and so on and so forth. And then you slow down your metabolism with alcohol. Like it, it, it's counterintuitive, you know, to your goal. You know what I mean? I ain't giving up my whiskey, bro. I didn't tell you to give up whiskey. I just said, as long as you're making your goal, you make your goal. <laughs> Intermittent fasting is, is a really good thing, too, because it's confusing your body. And I do that by accident because I'm in surgery sometimes and it's unpredictable. You forget. Yeah. yeah. So some days I just don't get a chance to eat. Some days I eat all day. And right. 
the more you fuck up your body and, and the less predictable you make it, the more lean you get as long as you, the components of your food are decent. So Correct. you would recommend people doing like intermittent fasting every so often? You would recommend they do that every once in a while? Definitely. And another, another huge thing is low glycemic index. People complain about fat and stuff. Yeah. Fat's good for you for the most part. It, it hits your satiety, keeps you full for a long time. It does not cause a spike because it's like diesel fuel. So it's, it doesn't spike your insulin, which means it's not going to decrease your growth hormone. If I had a choice, I would eat some of the leanest bodybuilders I know. What they do is that if they can't find anything else, they go to McDonald's, they'll buy the hamburgers, they'll take the bread off, and they'll just eat, eat the, the patties. Bread they yep. just eat the patties, okay. Yep. And it's full, full of protein, keeps you full forever, and doesn't jump your blood sugar. Sugar is the enemy. It's what was, evil. That, what was, what was that, what's that guy's name? You know about C.T. Fletcher, uh, Gruner? Oh, he knows about C.T. Fletcher for sure. <laughs> you know that guy had two two bypass, heart bypass surgeries? because he Four, was I think it was four. It was something like... Four. He he would go eat eat Big Macs, but he had a bread and all that other shit on there. So very high glycemic yep. glycemic index, uh, you know, food. It's also high sugar foods. You know, carbohydrate like gas is not a clean burning fuel. It it creates a lot of free radicals. Yeah. So it damages your arteries and it makes you more prone to atherosclerosis. Fat is a much more clean burning burning fuel. But your body will always pick protein or carbohydrates because it's a much quicker reaction to get it to glucose. Right. You got to train your body to, and that's why that's why like EEAs or BCAs come in because they fool your body into thinking that you've already broken down the protein, so it starts to shift to the fats. So in my opinion, an estrogen blocker, and you can buy these over the counter. You know, you need some estrogen to for prostate cancer. <laughs> But you don't need as much as we normally have. But estrogen blocker, cortisol blocker. Cortisol is the global enemy. It gives you that skinny fat physique. Yeah. If you yeah. take the, that, the, even without the marathon testosterone and stuff, it will shift the balance of you being pro-catabolic, pro-anabolic, pro and in a positive nitrogen balance, which is where you want to be. If anybody looks at Bruner's um, Instagram, you can see basically he's, he's shredded, right? What's your daily routine in terms of, you know, just maintaining it? I'm a little bit of a freak show, man. Like all, all the pro athletes, <laughs> nobody wants to train with me no more because I just, I train for fun. Yeah. Duke will, like, Duke will train with you. I, I was going to say, I'll train with you. With you. <laughs> train. He goes to Thailand and train, so he gets it yeah. in. Don't let, don't let the, the size fool we, you. I mean, he's we a, have a good time. We I, have a good time. I walked on to the Baylor scout, scout football team. Yeah. I had guys yeah. like 220 pounds and thinking they weren't going to, I ran a 4 4 40. And these guys just wiped the floor <laughs> with me, my bro. So, look at my, trust me. My fastest, my fastest 40 in 2006 was a 4.9. I just broke five, wow. right? How, was, how, was, how heavy are you? I was two, then I was 205 pounds. And I was like, yo, this is, this is horrible. Everybody else was just flying past me. Like the receivers, the run, I'm a running back. They was just, they was killing me. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, I was a cornerback in college, but I was, a, I, we used to run an I formation. So I was a super back in high school. And the I formation is a really nice position to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So David, you said you're a little bit of a freak, but give, give us a little insight into your freakness. Like what do you do? How do you keep yourself, you know, on a day? I typically day? work out twice a day. Every athlete has arthritis, right? At 30, you know? Right. So my back's all fucked up. I can't. And, and when you get moving, that's when your arthritis gets better. Yeah. So yeah. I'll always run. I'll run intervals. I won't run jogging. 
Okay. I'll do max intervals. I'll do like 10 miles an hour, then four minute, a minute, a minute, a minute for like 30 minutes. Right. So that's the, by far the best way to increase your cardiac conditioning is intervals. It never yeah. gets easier for you to reach your max heart rate ever. It stays painful always. But what happens is you recover much, much faster. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, 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 you, so to that point, let me, let me jump in on that point there. When we would do, when I worked at Equinox, we would do a, a I forget what they call it, VO2, max VO2 test. We were doing it. And we would use the treadmill and a certain number system, blah, blah, blah. Man, and that's, I, that's I would, some high-tech shit. Yeah. And I would tell people all the time, like, there's no way for me in a, in a four to six week period to increase your max level. But to your point, what I can do is when you get to your max level, you will recover so much faster after week three and four and five. Because now your body is used to being in that position and it can fix it. And then it goes back to that position and then your body can fix. We never can really fully increase the max output. Not, not right away. So your body secretes a bunch of chemicals that will tell at any given time, it's like our brain. Your body's only using about 20% of your hemoglobin's capacity, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. You're using those little Toyota pickup truck kind of things. That's why high altitude training and mass training and all that stuff, it's yeah. supposed to give you relative hypoxia so that your body secretes chemicals that like 2,3 DPG that makes it your hemoglobin more effective. So okay. when you when you don't do cardio for two three weeks and you feel out of breath, your heart is It's impossible. Yeah. What right. happened is those chemicals disappeared. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's what that's what it is. Yeah. And that's why blood doping doesn't work that well because it doesn't have those chemicals. And your heart's still in great condition. You ain't gonna have a heart attack. Right. right. <laughs> so David, you work out twice a day, and then in terms of your, your diet, your diet, you basically do low glycemic and protein. Right? I do. Is I just right? do paleo. I, I eat what I like. I eat what I stick paleo. to. Paleo. I like steak. I like potatoes. I like Brussels sprouts. That's what I'm saying. Do what you like to do, man, because then it's not, it's not trouble. Right. Right. It's not so you know? Yeah. And right. Because I know what you do. You pretty much have stayed around the same weight, but yeah. you maintain yeah. your strength. You're not right. trying to get chiseled. But nah. I, I know for a fact, like, I've, I've done some strength stuff with you. Like, you're a strong dude. <laughs> I mean, what? I, I put my whole body weight on one part of your body and you didn't move. So I, <laughs> Try plyo, dude. You know, plyo. So get an earthquake bar. I think that's one of the, probably the most useful piece of. I broke both my arms last year, right? And you know how? how, 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 how. You don't just go over. <laughs> <laughs> You guys know Hollywood Hino? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a good so, buddy of mine. He's a savage. But so, his whole um, family's trainers and beasts. Yeah. And his brother, his cousin came to me when I broke my arms. I'm like, bro, I'm going crazy. Train right. me and show me how to work out with broken arms. Okay. I'll send you a video, dude. Yeah. Send me his info um, if you don't mind, Duke. And I'll yeah. send you some yeah. videos. You're going to laugh your ass off, bro. <laughs> uh, wow. I got my cast taped to me and I'm boxing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> How'd you break your arms? So one is I flipped the dune buggy and I hand planted it and the roll bar snapped my humerus. <sighs> and then the second time was the boxing. Um, Look, so I, I don't broke... know if you know this, David. You're supposed to keep your hands in the roll bars when you roll. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> I'm, full of, I'm full of great information. I'm full of great after the fact information. Man, <laughs> I'm going to have to pay you a consultant fee. <laughs> 
I just I just sent you uh, Duke's information, David. There you go. All right, Duke. I'll text you. But for I, mean, sure, I think sure. we'll get along, bro. And um, I you, love, you like the box? Like, come. I have yeah. a ring in my house. He actually I'm does. With it. I'm with he it. He does. He can he can move around a little bit. I've caught him like once or twice in in three. My, years, my so. favorite is is Muay Thai. Okay. Muay Thai. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's what he does. He like goes to Phuket yeah. and train. You got a fucking nutsack in your face all the time. See, I, t- I tell people all the time, they, when they ask me, like, what's the best martial art to train? I said, listen, martial arts is based off your personality. So when you I train... Jiu-Jitsu is the most effective, and you don't have to hurt somebody to immobilize them, which is great. Correct. Correct. So I do Jiu-Jitsu once a month, but I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the guys that I was moving around with, he was, he was my, for a short period of time, he was my Jiu-Jitsu instructor. And then, uh, so I would go to him and just, we did Jiu-Jitsu. You train and a hands I haven't trained at Hendo on 33rd, on 30, what is it, 33rd, 31st or something Yeah, like they're that. all good friends of mine. I'm Brazilian. I know some of the guys there, but I haven't, I haven't actually trained in that, in that facility yet, though. I don't know what it was called now. It was on Bond Street, right off of Broadway. It was in a, in a basement. Oh, uh, underground or something, or Gotham. Yeah, it, it was the underground, exactly. So I, I went there, I did a couple of seminars there. They had Ray Diago, I, I think he's gone. Ray Diago is a six, uh, six degree black belt, Brazilian dude. Amazing, amazing stuff. Like the way they can put things together is it's literally just like that. But yeah, I just don't want to be laying on top of people and they have something there, Dr. G called North South. That means your your head is one way and your legs are one way, and then my head is the other way, and my legs are the other way. So I let I let the hands go whenever I can to avoid all of that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. I actually got to run because I got to start this other case. All right, no problem. Take care. Thanks, thank you. I appreciate you thinking about me. Just to encapsulate everything, what we're saying, you know, David gave a lot of biochemical breakdown of why, but right. the, the net net of it, and I know you understand this, is it's really about nutrition, right? It's really 100%. about not killing yourself with carbs, upping your protein, and then right. when you do work out, to his point, you want to get your heart rate up as much as possible. You don't need Correct. to, you know, run a five minute mile like he's doing, but you want to, <laughs> you want to get your heart rate up to a max and then do some other things. And that's one thing I know is working out with you, at least with me, I don't know what you do with your other clients, but each set, you definitely try to get us to an optimal maximal um, place. Is that, right. is that part of uh, part of what you're trying to do or what, what's your approach? I mean, I know it's personal training, so what you do with me, you may do a little bit different, but I know you have an, a, a, an approach that you that you kind of stick to with, with everybody. Absolutely. So to, to take it away from like what I specifically do with you versus another client, because I have one client who's, you know, well in his 60s. I'm not doing the things that I'm doing with you with this gentleman. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not the same thing. But like he doesn't need those things. In fact, what he needs to do is actually gain some weight. So to that point, our approach is a little bit different. But when we're discussing the, the pure aspect of weight loss, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to let's go, you know, let's yeah. go. And there are, there are levels of rest, you know what I mean? Obviously, you have to allow yourself to recover. But going back to touch on what, what, what the doctor was saying a second ago about the high-intensity interval training and that, that recovery time. Let's say I have you do a full out, just 50 meters, right, on the track, full okay. out. I mean, absolutely everything you got. And to ensure that we're going to get you everything you got in a hypothetical sense. I'm going to literally release the dogs, right? So now you're right. running and something's chasing you. So yeah. you, I'm talking everything you got. Everything, yeah. And then you cross that 50 meters and the dogs only have a 40 meter leash and everybody's safe. And now you got to recover. And I pull the dogs back in and then you got to try to do it again, right? Right. right. 
The question is, it's not about how fast you can run the 50 meters. That's not what I'm questioning. Because in fact, I don't care. We'll write it down so that you have a goal to try to beat. Right. But really what I care for is if I, if you get that 50 meters, and let's say you do it in seven seconds, right? Okay, yeah. You do it in seven seconds. All right, like, give me six, nine, Dr. G. I don't give a damn. You do it in seven, five. But what I'm really counting is how long it takes you to say, okay, let's go. The recovery. The recovery. Yeah. So let's say it takes you a full-on minute. We're just going to be playing with the numbers here to make it simple to, to understand. Yeah. Seven-second sprint, one-minute recovery. In my opinion, you out of shape. <laughs> yeah. Seven-second, one yeah. minute, okay? Yeah. If you can do, let's say you did 7.45, eh. Let's say you did a seven-second sprint, and then you can recover in 30 seconds. Now you're looking good, right? Okay. Right. A seven-second sprint, and you can recover in 15 seconds. Guess Ooh. what? You you probably, and listen, no, no offense to the NBA. I don't know what they're running. But yeah. what I'm saying is they're sprinting down the court, and then they slowly dribbling back, and sprinting, 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 and then they slowly dribbling back. And you can see the difference between first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, the fourth quarter. Yeah. If it's noticeable, then that player's out of shape. That's uh, just what it comes down to. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that. Yeah. If it's not noticeable in the fourth quarter, you know, Michael Jordan is obviously an oddity, but you'll see players, they'll elevate their game in the fourth quarter because the game is on the line. Right. Here's the reality, though. That's a that's a, that's a a mentality. That's not a physical thing. Because yeah. they can be wanting to do it all they want, but if your heart is like, I'm done, right. <laughs> guess what? Right. Your ass is done. Right, right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Me and you were talking the other day because I was watching the UFC reality show. I forget what season it was. And I was personally upset. I was like, yo, these dudes, is not, they, they look right. exhausted. Now, right. mind you, these aren't, the, they're, they're not the pro pros yet, right? Right. Um, I think they've had like a few pro fights. I don't know the whole criteria for it, but they were exhausted. Now, fighting is one of those sports where if your conditioning isn't up to par, it's going to show. Yeah. There's no way to hide. It's going to yeah. show. Right. So I was watching these guys and, and uh, Dana White from the UFC, was, he was complaining about it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so he was like, I don't want you to see you. You, you like a human blanket. <laughs> I just, right, just, just laid on each laugh. other, right. Because he was just so exhausted, he had nothing to do but hold on. <laughs> you mean like so, like, so that shows you that his conditioning for that sport is not what it needs to be. But I guarantee you, take that young man, you put him in any other sport uh, against, like, like Doctor, like Doctor Dave was saying, against yeah. the non-pros, and you're like, wow, that dude, the beast, he's an animal, he's there, he's that. Okay, but the thing is, when you put two elites together, yeah, you're gonna show that that flaw. Right. So yeah. when, when you're trying to really try to push yourself and try to get to that next level, you have to focus on high-intensity interval training, the speed at which you do it, you, you figure out a top speed, that's great. I applaud everybody for their individual top speeds. Yeah. Focus on your recovery time. Right. That should be it. So in, your, in the course of your training, set a goal to recover. End of yeah, story. That's great. Try to do it. It's difficult to do that when you're doing it on a treadmill sprint, the uh, electrical controlled one. There's some that's the Woodway. We've used a couple of those at like uh, a couple of other gyms. They're, they're yeah. shaped like a curve and you just run you and run it goes. You stop. Yeah. Those are fine. The ones where you have to press the buttons, sometimes it can get a little difficult. I, I personally wouldn't recommend that to the masses, right. uh, you know, to the audience, right. because listen, you, you're obviously you're going to do what you're going to do. I wouldn't recommend it because it takes too long for them to speed up and too long for them to slow down. That's right. my point. Right. The other ones, they can just go at a natural human pace and, and adjust to your individual speed. And then, listen, in the summertime, I know we're dealing with COVID-19. Go to the track, get your sprints, go home. You know what yeah. I mean? Wear your mask. It'll, it'll help yeah, you. Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, in the open air, if you're six feet uh, or, or less, they're really saying it's three feet, but we'll just 
if six, six feet, feet you say less, that, you don't need now we're good. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you don't even exactly. need a mask in the open. Yeah, the, the virus it go it, it goes out and then it goes to brown. It's not it goes like down. It, yeah. It just it just hangs out. Yeah, you know, to your point, I sent you that message this morning. We would last night we would push ups and squats. Literally had one hour recovery time between each right. each one. And I right. remember to your point around maybe set five or six, that hour was coming a lot faster. And <laughs> my body was, was like, Ooh, we really going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> um, to be able to do 30 push-ups and uh, 35 squats, uh, 10 right. of them would jump squats every hour. If I right. could start getting to the point where I could do it every 30 minutes or every 15 minutes, Correct. Like 315 Correct. push-ups in, in half the time, Right. now you're Look doing something. Now you're now doing you do- something. Listen, not that I didn't do something, but now you Exactly, that's something. what I was going to say. Right. And and I cuz I don't want to deter the audience like the people listen to something like, "Well, I got to do how many push-ups? How many?" Push-ups? No. <laughs> right. Right. I built up to this over time, by the way. Right. Me and you have had that back and forth. And we still have that back and forth. Right. Like, you want me to do what? And I'm like, right. "Listen, man, just do. How many right. times I got to prove myself to?" You? <laughs> right. I mean, dude, you had me doing 900 push-ups a week at one point, but yeah. we had to build up to that. So, just, any to, to Duke's point, anybody listening, don't get discouraged. People right. that I was working out with were doing whatever their max uh, push-ups and squat was per hour. The point was exactly we're, we're working somewhere for 12 hours. We're just trying to keep our blood flowing and our mind fresh. Yeah. But to Duke's point, you know, we had an hour rest period. So yeah. really cutting down your intervals is going to be critical um, in terms right. of maintaining your weight. Um, right. Now, if you want to get crazy, like, you know, Dr. Gruner is talking about doing 5,000 calorie bike runs. I mean, you know. We all we all don't have time yeah. to do that, right? Yeah. My butt hurts thinking about it. Like, wow. right, 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 right. <laughs> then, then you could probably you know lose some weight, but the majority of your weight loss is going to come from from diet. So, correct. Abs, um, abs are made in the kitchen. That's what we say. Abs yeah. are made in the kitchen. You know. So, Doctor Gruner, you know, because he's a doctor, he goes in and he starts. He's going through the alphabet, right? He's like the the BCAA's and the da 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 da. And right. that may or may not have gone over some of your audience heads. What we can do just as the common folk here is you go to your local vitamin shop, your GNC, talk to them. Don't talk to them to get the sale. Talk to them and have them because some of those guys are really, really knowledgeable. I'm going to give a shout out and you're going to have to just let me do it. My man, Todd, he's at vitamin shop on Atlantic and Fourth Avenue. When I'm telling you the dude been there for, I want to say double digit years. I don't know how long Todd has actually been there. Todd, he's do address. You ask him a question, he is knowledgeable wow. in what that okay. product does. You understand what I'm saying? Some of the stuff he might have tried himself, but like he knows what it is. He knows how it affects the body and so on and so forth. He's, it, this is what he does. You know what I mean? And I love him for that reason. So with that said, do your due diligence. But going back, like just to simplify things, variables that you can just maintain. So what I mean by that is some people try to look at it from a caloric intake versus a caloric expenditure. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying they use those variables as something to monitor. So then they do it and they may see some success and they may not. It's very difficult. And you can attest to this. If I say to you, we're going to do a, a very high intensity workout. And we're going to burn 500 calories. That's right. a tough workout. I guarantee yeah. you, you're going to no. be upset about Straight that. Up. You're going to be no. upset. And I'm talking yeah. about within an hour. I'm not. So the right. 5,000 calorie bike ride, that's not a single hour. He's no. doing that over a period of time. He's, yeah. he's going somewhere. Right. But I'm talking about in an hour, 500 calories. We fight. <laughs> that's right. what we're doing we fighting right. and right. I'm like now get on up you know what I mean like we're gonna, right. we're gonna make this right. right so you know that's intense to just get a 500 calorie workout let's say you do that twice a day 
Now, if you're eating a 2,000 calorie diet and you do two 500 calorie workouts, Still that's great. Yeah. You have a thousand calorie, you know, uh, caloric expenditure. Yeah. The problem is the difficulty in maintaining a thousand calorie expenditure every day while living a life, maybe having a relationship, maybe not, maybe working a job, maybe you don't. You know what I mean? Right. It's right. tough. That's really, really tough to do. Yeah. If you look at it from, we just give you different variables now, you look at it from your macronutrient expenditure, right? Your protein, carbs, and fats, like Dr. Gruner was saying. And you try to figure out what you need to consume per day, you know what I mean? To maintain your healthy weight uh, or, or even to get weight loss, right? Yeah. What is going to be your protein, carbs, and fats? I find those to be easier to look at and maintain because I don't have to worry about burning X amount of protein, carbs, and fats, right? I just have to worry about the intake. And it right. just gives me a little bit more peace of mind. Right. And it's less frustrating. Like, oh, I had a 2,000 calorie diet. I only burned 500 calories because I missed my second workout. Ah, right. Now I'm right. frustrated. Right. No, you just got this here. This is set. And then, you you know, some people, it's going to take time. You got to know your individual bodies. I have two younger sons who you know. One of them is allergic to peanuts. One of them is allergic to sesame. What I mean by sharing that is people's body responds to food in a different way. Right. You know what I mean? So if you eat, uh, let's say you're a 200-pound guy. You're trying to cut weight. So now you're eating 150 grams of protein. All right, cool. And you're eating, let's say, 50 grams of carbs, which is very, very low. You know what I mean? And 50 grams of, of fat. I'm, I'm just making up numbers here. And then you realize, I'm just getting fat. Well, maybe your fats are too low because your body is, is trying to replace what, it, what it's missing. So now you increase the fats to 100 grams of fat. And then you'll find yourself losing weight. So now you got 50 grams of carbs, 50, 100 grams of fat, and 175 grams of protein. You divide those numbers, those total numbers, by the number of meals per day. So if you're eating three meals, which are three meals, which I don't necessarily recommend because the gap in there, we don't want that. We don't want hunger to set in. We want the body to constantly have something for itself. But if you're eating, say, let's say four meals, right, which I think is a little bit more, uh, it, it just allows you to space it out a little bit more evenly. So you're eating four meals a day. So you divide that 175 grams of protein by four. That's how that's your per meal uh, intake right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're eating paleo or this way or that way, whether you're vegetarian or not. If you're a vegetarian, you need to get 40 grams of protein per meal. That's just what it is. How are you going to get it? You want to put chickpeas and peanut butter? I don't care. But right. that's what it needs to be. But yeah. mind you, you have to mind like what peanut butter brings. Peanut butter gives you some protein, but it also brings those fats up. So you got to have that balance. I tell people all the time, you should actually talk to a certified nutritionist or a dietitian to go through those needs. Some people are very, very diabetic. This is a real issue, especially yeah. in our community sometimes. Talk to people. Get the help you need. Don't waste time. Too often, we've had this conversation before, too often we just try to ignore it. Ah, I'll be fine. Huh. Okay? <laughs> Until you're not, and then it's a problem. You know what I mean? Right. And one of my, one of my phrases that, that I've said to you before that we had a laugh about is, look, you're either going to see me as a personal trainer or they're going to see you as a doctor. You know what I mean? One or the other. So you got it. And I'm going to put more money that I'm more fun than him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and your bill at the end of the day is a lot. Not the same. And this $50,000 hospital bill I'm about to give you. Exactly. Exactly. So not me personally, but the system. Yeah, the system. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. I am the system. You are part of the system, for sure. Two points I'll make, and then we'll wrap up because mm -hmm. I, I know, know you got to go. When I did the HCG diet, shout out to uh, Elite Health of New Jersey. Um, I'm one of their medical directors. I work with them. Legitimate program, good people. I actually bought a food scale. I found that helped because part of their program is each meal you do 
do uh, four ounces of protein and I think it's two ounces of uh, a vegetable. You actually right. measure it. That helps with, with the portion control. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll tell people to look into is the blood type diet. It's not a diet per se in terms of calories, but it's a right. diet in terms of based on your blood type, what foods should you be eating? Now, when I say what foods should you be eating, to Duke's point earlier, everybody's body reacts to things differently. They respond so, differently, yeah. Like for me, peanuts are actually poisonous. I'm, I'm not allergic, but my body does not metabolize it well. And so if I eat some peanuts, I'm gonna, it's, it's going to take my body to use a lot more energy to digest it, and I'm going to get a lot less nutritional value out of it than, than for me, a walnut or an almond. And so right. they've looked, they basically looked at blood types and then looked at uh, thousands and thousands of different foods. And there's an app you can purchase. It's called Eat Right for Your Blood Type, Dr. J. Adamo, that's the author. But you can literally just put in your blood type and then type in the food and it'll tell you, you know, that this is, you know, neutral, meaning you can eat it. It's not really like magnificent for you, but it's not right. bad for you. Or that there's like, this food is beneficial for you. So when you eat it, right. it actually benefits your body. And then their food yeah. is just straight up poisonous. Right. It's tough because like, you know, I'm black and chicken. I'm not supposed to eat chicken. Chicken is actually poisonous. <laughs> and it's so interesting. When I stopped eating chicken, I noticed like I was getting a lot less inflammatory reactions in my body. If I do right. here and there, eat a, you know, eat some chicken, I start getting mucus. I start sneezing. So it's, it's these little subtle things, but it all goes back to making sure your body is operating optimally so we can be Correct. Know, those little Porsche cars, you know, running around here at, at maximum efficiency. So Cause you, um, we used to say you won't see a Formula One race car pull up and fill it up with regular unleaded. You know what I mean? Because that fuel is not going to cut it. I made that mistake on my brother's motorcycle one time. I was like, yo, it's running hot. Let me run here and get some oil for him. And he was like, dude, you can't put that oil. You need high performance. This is a motorcycle. Right. High performance, there's a special type of oil in there. And we understand these for these abstract pieces of equipment and we respect it. But then right. for some reason, we know that our body is, and I'm going to use the term magical, right? It literally processes <laughs> food. You know, I was saying to my son, if I gave you dirt, like actual dirt, a mouthful of dirt, you, you had to eat it. Yeah. The, the, the experience of that would be horrible. It would be horrific. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, but yes, if I gave you a banana, you enjoy it. And I said, but the banana only gets its nutrients from the dirt, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Right. But there's the magic, right? And now your body, when it gets the banana, it's happy with it. It can pull everything it needs to pull from it, so on and so forth. So we got to make sure that we're eating. And I'm using that as a, a very um, uh, blanket statement. You know, fruits are good for us in, uh, for the most part. But then when I say us, I mean as human beings. But then to your point, as individuals, certain fruits may not be good for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Certain foods may not be, whether it be based on a blood type, whether it be based on an allergy, something genetic. My mother-in-law, she's she's borderline diabetic and she loves her fruit. And I'm like, well, you can't really eat as much as you used to now. You know what I mean? You're going to have to. And she, okay. But she still throws that green apple in her juice in the morning. And I'm like, you gotta. So these are the type of things. We can understand it when we talk extremes. But when we talk to healthy adults, they don't care as much because right. they're not directly affected or immediately affected, I should say, by the outcome of their food choice. And, you know, right, not immediately. And, and that's where the problem lies, I think. It's, a, it's more of a long-term effect than it is a sh immediate effect. And one of my friends who you met, Aaron, you know, he, he's a big dude. You know, the, the limo guy I introduced you to yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. And he's lost so much weight now. We're super, super proud of him. At the same time, when he first started back with me, because he was working out with me at one point, and he left. 
just, you know, working. He was this way and out. Then he came back and started working out. And he had just, he allowed himself to get bigger and he broke down. I'm super proud of him. That's why I'm sharing this story. And he broke down and said, how did I let myself get to this? Because yeah. he doesn't see it because it's such a slow process. Now, where did he break down? I want to clarify something. And this is what a conversation I had. He didn't break down at the house with M&Ms on his chest and a scoop of ice cream just melting down the side. He broke down while he was in the gym working out. Yeah. What better place to have a breakdown about eating too much? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I let him cry it out. And then we got our ass back to work and we lost 65 pounds together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then he went back out to LI and he lost like over 175 pounds. He lost an old human being. Yeah. That's a whole person. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So shout out to Aaron. But um, at the same time, like we have to understand how these food choices, your sit down breakfast this morning, tomorrow morning, because that's coming up. Our breakfast choice. How is it going to affect us? Not just immediately. Yeah, it tastes good. It feels good. How is it going to affect us long term? And that's the type of thing that we need to to look into. And I don't I don't want to say it in a way of and Dr. G, you know, I'm long winded. So I apologize. I don't want to say it in a way to scare people away from their food choices. But the more educated you are about a thing and I, I use you as an example sometimes. I'm like, yo, I put Dr. G in the ring with me and I'm throwing these punches. And Dr. G is like, ah, ah, he does great sometimes. But sometimes he gets like, oh, oh, oh. And he was like, he'll throw something. He's like, how did you see that? I'm like, because I've been here before. Now take me, put me in the ER. I'm like, he's bleeding. And I'm freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) He's bleeding. (laughs) And right, you laugh. But you're like, yo, my man, it's nothing. That's just setting him up. And it's nothing for you because you're educated on the topic. So you can look at it and be like, no, that right there, you can wait, bro. You, he's not even bleeding. You need to come with me. I need to treat you because this, whatever you're seeing in that moment, speaks volumes to you because you're educated. That whole phrase, ignorance is bliss, that was made up by a stupid person. Education is bliss, right? You walk through the garden and you're a gardener, there's so much more information at your fingertips and so much more to excite you than when you don't know a thing. So when we're talking about educating ourselves for for food, it's not supposed to burden you. It's literally supposed to open up the doors, right? And be like, wow, this food's out there. You probably, me and you probably haven't even eaten yet. We ain't been to Africa. I don't know. I've been to Africa. You've been to Africa? I have. This yeah. food's in Africa that we haven't been, that we haven't eaten yet. That's yeah. just what I'm saying. This food's yeah. in Colombia, because I ain't been to Colombia, right. that we haven't tasted yet. So it's like, yo, these foods might be extremely healthy for, you know what I mean? Individually. Not, I'm not talking about a cook recipe. I'm right. talking about just individually. You know what I mean? But um, or yeah, it can be terrible. Should, or it can be completely terrible for it. Or, or it can be <laughs> terrible. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But when we educate ourselves yeah. on, you know, proper food choices, just as humankind in general, but then also as us for ourselves individually, it does change. You know how we feel, like inside. Like you said, when you eat chicken, you feel the mucus. I feel that way when I, like, I was, you know, traveling. I think it was like a Roy Rogers or something at a rest stop. This was some years ago, and I was like, all right, let me get this burger right here. And I ate the burger, right. and then I was just like, Ugh. <clears throat> and you can just feel it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I was just, at first, I was like, it must be the oil they're using. I'm just feeling the fat. So, but then I was like, I don't feel good. That's yeah. I feel like I need to clean myself. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. That's horrible. I, you need something, and you feel like you need to take animal right after. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good Lord. But that's exactly. literally what's going on inside. Right, you know, right. Literally you know, inside. It reminds me of this book I read 100 years ago, African Holistic Health. And basically the guy said that we as Americans use our bodies as human garbage disposal. 100%. And, uh, and it's, it's terrible. 100%. You know, I'm going to close here. We we went went all Too far, for sure. Always. Stuff. Um, <laughs> but to folks listening, the bottom line is weight loss is about diet, 
It's about educating yourself on the foods that are going to maximize, that they're going to be best for you. And then exercising to maintain your weight. And if you want to take it up a notch, you can actually lose a little bit of weight exercising. But the main thing yeah. is to make things diet. So before I sign off, Duke, tell the people how they can get in contact with you. Oh, Real Fitness NYC. That's the email address. That's the Instagram page. That's the Twitter account. That's the Facebook page. And if you want to text me, 347-366-0415. If you want to call me, it's the same number, but I ain't going to pick up. Y'all know how this is. You know, you know, you know, <laughs> David Gruner, you can see him uh, on Instagram at uh, david.gruner. All right, good people. Love y'all. The truth will set you free if you let it.